Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Rapid Recap here at Inside Nebraska. As always, he's Greg Smith and I'm Zach Carpenter. And first off, to get out of the way, I did not wear Michigan blue on purpose. I wasn't going to call I, you out, but... I didn't realize it until, honestly, the fourth quarter, probably, when I was walking down to the press box after a 45-7 Michigan... Else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. And um, i going to start off with this. Something didn't tell you beforehand, yeah. but as I'm walking down to the press box after 45-7 Michigan win, I heard a fan talking to his family saying, I don't know how you can be Tom Osborne and watch that. Like, how can you sit there and watch that after that shellacking, essentially? Mm-hmm. But he used those words. Um, <laughs> Greg, take it from there. Yeah, I mean, Tom Osborne watched Scott Frost get his tail kick for five years, so I'm sure he's used to that and <laughs> can see that if he could stomach it with his boy Scott Frost, he could stomach it now. I don't know. Right. Like, it's, I mean, it's tough. Like, I feel like it's. this is one of those things that I don't – I'm not purposely being contrarian, I swear, but I feel I feel like differently than a lot of people do coming out of this game. That is not to say that it's a positive in any stretch of the imagination. Kind of like Matt Rule said, is that you know you learn a lot from a game like this, um, but it sucks. And then he said, "Excuse my language." Yeah, they said sucks. it stunk. Uh, stunk. I think that that's like the harshest language we've heard him use mm-hmm. um, at any of these press conferences. At least we've yeah. heard some saucy language in those videos and stuff. Um, but that being said, like I think that there are things that you just want to take away from this game, watch the tape, and then be done with it and get on to Illinois. I don't know, and I, and I said this, I forget, I think it was it was maybe Monday's Rapid Recap when we were together when I said, hey, I don't think that this game is actually that much of a barometer because Nebraska is not in the place to have a barometer against the number two team in the country. Like, I find that to be weird that we have talked so much about that this week, and I feel like what happened in the game in a lot of ways lived up to what kind of I thought going in about that portion of it, but again, you just don't want it to see it to be that non-competitive. And I completely disagreed with the fact that this should not be looked at as a barometer game, whether or not it's light years away from being in that, that Michigan status, which it, we thought it was coming into the game, yeah. but it was gonna, it was setting up to be that sort of stacking up against a Michigan game. If that's the blueprint you want, if that's what you eventually want your team to become, this was a barometer to see how far away you are from that, that program. And we thought it would be a long way away and it is a long way away we just we just got to see it in front of our eyes on saturday today and i mean again like you said it's not much of a surprise but just to see it actually happen is different from like from an entire week leading up to it mm-hmm. of saying yeah it's probably it, it it's probably going to be a beatdown, but you want to see how they come out and compete yeah. against a team of that that caliber yeah and, it, and it's tough because we're not it's not it it's so weird because it's not apples to apples to me where you're like yeah it's a barometer you do want to see i do agree with that you do want to see where the gap is and like how far you and that's all i meant by yeah, barometer but like, when i, I look that, at it like it's sense. tough because like and, and it's funny because man where does the time go kind of situation jim harbaugh's been there nine years yeah. now um matt rule hasn't even had nine games at nebraska right so like it's just a, it's a real interesting thing to kind of look at and compare and contrast um um, but you're right. I mean, there's a long way to go. And I think it's funny. I don't remember if I said it to you or Steve Mark in the press box about, like, if Nebraska is at the ground floor of building this thing, like, this is Jim Harbaugh's, like, the 3.0 version yeah, of right. what they're trying to build. And it definitely looked like that out there on the field. It, it's just tough. And one point, dude, I want to make, um, thinking about kind of where the teams are and what we saw out there, there today. 
yes, Michigan kind of beat down Nebraska today um, and ran away with this thing, but it wasn't just like the methodical, slow, like pounding them. Michigan's play, they've got some dudes, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they've they've, they've recruited really well. That, yes, they've got some guys that made a lot of really nice plays. Like even the one that, and I don't want to go play by play on some of these and make people relive them, but the J.J. McCarthy throw, he's rolling to, it would have been his left, and then he throws it across his body to the guy in the back of the end zone who just casually makes that tiptoe catch at the back of the end zone. Like plays like that are oh are yeah, just, the, yeah the end of the half. It, yeah, yeah, they just make things like that look routine. Um, they have really really talented players, and Nebraska's just not there yet. Unfortunately for the Huskers, I didn't know which JJ McCarthy rollout touchdown in the back of the end zone yeah. you were talking about, yeah. whether it was on the opening drive oh, or the last one. drive of the now, first now, half. Now listen, now, that was not as much him as it was the receiver. Right, <laughs> Roman Wilson ter- in the back. Wilson made a terrific play on that. Yeah, I mean, they, they talked about this wanting to be a, a boxing fight in the ring like we mm-hmm. talked about all week, and they made uh, Coach Satterfield made a Rocky reference, yeah. a Philadelphia Eagles reference earlier in the week. Well, Greg, I don't know if you've seen the Rocky series, <laughs> whether you're not, you have or haven't. Mm-hmm. Famous line from Rocky is, it's not about how hard you get hit. It's, about hard, it's not about whether you can get hit. It's about how hard you can get hit get up and keep moving forward. It's like 80% of the line right there. So that's sort of going to be Matt Rule's message as they get ready for Illinois on Friday. I mean, he said this, he said pretty much like he was asked at the press conference post game, what do you need to do to close the gap between you and Michigan? And he said, I I don't know what they're the number two team in the country. We're not, we're not at that level right now. We're, and he said, we're going to find out about this team against Illinois on Friday sort of he, he didn't want to flush it he said we need no, to we need to sucked. identify yeah, what happened sucked, why it happened and then come back and uh, find out about himself as a coach and this team on Friday against Illinois yeah and I totally agree with that I think that that is 100% correct because what it starts to set up now right and it's funny because these week-to-week situations where each week in these games are their own kind of big storyline right where mm-hmm. this week was a little bit of that barometer see how close or how far they are from Michigan next week is how they bounce back and can play kind of a like opponent but also in a much more challenging environment but in a different way right mm-hmm. man yeah. how many people do you think will be there uh, in Champaign <laughs> Friday night, <laughs> completely <laughs> different. Then. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be totally different. So you got to bring it, bring your own juice, your own energy. Um, that's going to be tough, and it's also going to be. I think a thing this week that we'll end up talking about the injury situation, right? Yeah. Huskers are banged up. We were kind of noting as they were walking off the field, the amount of guys that you saw on crutches or kind of hobbled. Um, that'll be something to keep an eye on, just like overall team health right now, because it does feel like they've been taxed kind of injury-wise early on in the year. Yeah, I mean, Luke Reimer was slated to potentially play in this game, and then he left. He yeah. was with the team and left from the team hotel to go to a hospital to get treated. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Singleton, which was a Big major game. underlying factor in this game, getting hurt on the second play of the game. And you see Kobe Bretz comes in. He There were two plays that he missed mm-hmm. on those first two drives right after Singleton got hurt. Uh, Isaac Gifford had a line on a couple guys. It was just missed tackles. And you have Luke Reimer and Deshaun Singleton, who are two of your best three tacklers and especially in the open field um, on that defense and we saw the uh, we saw the result of that obviously I'm not gonna that's not gonna close the gap between 45 to 7 but it it would have made a difference difference, yeah Yeah. Um, and then like you said BYOJ bring your own juice against Illinois next week and I feel like I convinced you a little bit on the barometer 
angle I just from what my what my, what yes, my I get, yes, definition I get of barometer what you mean. Meant. Your definition of barometer right. I'm a lot closer to than what a lot of people are <laughs> saying during the week. I, I totally get what you mean. See what that gap is. Um, we just on the rest of it, eh, we'll see. Um, but it's interesting because you do need to be able to see if that mm -hmm. is the program that you're trying to go after um, and go after strong. You know what I mean? Trying to be like get emulate or be closer to um, and build your program in that fashion, then yes, I, I understand that. Um, but there's a long way to go. Wow. But there are also, thankfully, that's the toughest team they're going to play all year. Like, and it's really yeah. not close. <laughs> and so the rest of the season, I think, will be a different type of test to see how they can play better against like opponents closer to what we saw early in the season or in the first couple games of the season versus what we saw today. Like, I don't think all hope is lost. I know it happens in these situations, and it's on the insider's board right now. I, there's an, a thread. Will, will we win another game this year? I will say emphatically yes, they're going to win another game this well, year. Well, on the insider's board and other message boards, after one after the first week of a lost Minnesota and Colorado being TCU, the immediate aftermath oh, was: Do we? Would you want? Would you trade Dion for Rule right mm -hmm. now, or Rule for Dion Sanders right now? So overreaction is runs rampant around here. I overreact a lot. I mean, that's kind of what we do that sometimes. Happens, yeah. That's what that's what people do in this industry exactly. and in the fan business, right? Exactly. Well, hey, victory Sunday, we overreact in a good way, and yeah. uh, defeat Sunday, whatever you want to call it, we overreact in a in a negative way, but um, last thing to hit on was just, uh, was Rule um, giving an anecdote about 2017, his first year mm -hmm. at Baylor, losing at number 14, Oklahoma State. They got trounced 59-16, and he said, he, he said that he told Charlie Brewer and the rest of his team, his quarterback, uh, we're gonna be back here next year, we're gonna be back here in two years, and we're gonna beat them. And they did beat Oklahoma State the next year. They won at Oklahoma State two years ago. They turned the tables and won by 18 points mm -hmm. two years later, different conversation because Oklahoma State was not at that same national contending level that Michigan is, yeah. but the point is still valid. And you're gonna see what, again, like what you have against Illinois, because that game, I think we all chalked it up as most likely a loss, most of us, I think. Because of where, because this, of, where it was at. <laughs> yep, where it was at, the night, the environment, Illinois, after uh, coming in here and beating them so handedly last year. We thought they'd be a little better. <laughs> yeah, we thought, yeah, that, that game is a, has become a lot more winnable mm -hmm. in my mind. I mean, I don't know what the final score was, but I know they were down 30 to 13 against yeah, Purdue in the too. third, fourth quarter. Um, but Nebraska has a lot of games on the schedule that they can win. I mean, Illinois, Northwestern, Purdue, Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan State, who's going to be. We'll get there. That Maryland. one's going to be interesting. They could all be looking ahead to something else by the time yeah. they get to Michigan State. Yeah, yeah the, the rest of the schedule is, is a lot, lot easier than uh, than what you had against Michigan. I think it was survival yeah. against Michigan. and I mean, I think they, we saw that from everyone. I yeah. think that that was a, a real vibe that we got today, just survive. And whether or not people will admit it or not, it feels like that that's kind of what crept into it. Yeah, you would have hoped that they would, would have competed a little more, maybe kept it close in, uh, into the second half, but they didn't. And now they're going to have to flush it. We're going to flush it right here. Uh, we have more analysis on the Inside Nebraska YouTube page and InsideNebraska.com. encourage you to check that, our site out and to like this video. Subscribe to the Inside Nebraska YouTube channel so you can get your videos. These videos drop directly into your feed. We'll be back out here again next week as we preview Illinois and uh, analyze the Michigan game afterwards. So for Greg Smith, I'm Zach Carpenter, and we'll catch you guys again next time.